September 27th, 2016. CITES update from Jamie. First thing this morning, we met with a big cat working group, including the International Fund for Animal Welfare, the Wildlife Conservation Society, WAPS, I don't know who that is, the Environmental Investigation Agency, World Wildlife Fund, Born Free, and others to discuss strategy for lobbying delegates before the big cat issues come up in committee on Thursday. A few minutes into our, commit, into our meeting, the Chinese attempted to spy on us by sitting at a table across the room with a camera with a telephoto lens sitting on their table pointing at us. We noticed it right away and got up to leave. Two of our group walked over to confront them, and they quickly hid the camera under the table. We adjourned our meeting to a more secluded spot. The same delegate from China made a scene at our side event on Sunday evening, saying that they knew where their tigers were, and that the U.S. had a bigger problem because people have nearly the same number of tigers being kept as pets. He also said that we cannot prove that their actual that there is actual tiger bone in the product they make, which is true because the alcohol deteriorates the DNA, that they only have two tiger farms and the other 98 are zoos. We sat in on some of the committee sessions, attached as a photo of Justin and I. The Humane Society of the United States was speaking and they were sitting behind us. They make a lot of comments, so we were on the big screens a lot. We met a couple that run wildheartwildlifefoundation.org. They were really nice and have the same ideals we do. We talked to them at length about canned hunting. They told us about drive hunts, where hunters are lined up on observation towers on either side of a road or path inside a fenced enclosure. Then staff beat the bushes in line, forming in then the staff beat the bushes in line form, driving all of the game down through the middle of the path where they are picked off by hunters. They also told us about canned hunts. Apparently, the cats are housed in small enclosures and cared for daily by keepers. When they are chosen to be hunted, they are put into a large wild enclosure and then have a minimum of three days in the new space, after which the hunter is driven up to the cat, which is approximately 15 feet away. As soon as the cat sees people, it approaches, as it is used to being fed by people. Then it is shot. The other thing that is starting to get huge here in Africa is the use of tigers. African law only governs native species, so there are no laws protecting big cats like tigers. Also met a group from the Animal Legal Defense Fund, which included someone with the last name of Green, that would be Chris Green, who's been working with Howard on the legitimacy of the Florida Wildlife Commission claims that they are in charge of wildlife law, etc. Good day overall. Listening in on committee talks can be very boring and very interesting at the same time. I think you are supposed to have a law degree in order to attend this conference. Jamie Veronica, president of Big Cat Rescue, a permanent sanctuary for big cats and rehabilitation center for native Florida bobcats. Sad goodbye to Sassafras Cougar. Sassafras Cougar had been in kidney failure for a while, but was being kept comfortable with painkillers for his arthritis and lots of water and frozen bloodsickles to keep him hydrated. I knew he was declining when he didn't stalk my mother on Saturday. She's so tiny, and Sassafras just loved to stalk her on our walks through the sanctuary. This next paragraph is from Dr. Wynn. It says, Although we examined Sassafras on Sunday and made changes to his medications, his quality of life took a turn for the worst. 
He was already in advanced kidney disease, and he had bad arthritis. He had been eating well and was interactive with volunteers, but last night things changed. He was no longer eating, and he was unable to move well. As with all of the cats, their quality of life is the most important consideration when determining if we should continue treatments for long-term diseases. Sassafras was euthanized this morning in the familiar surroundings of his cage. As he passed away, he left us with one last purr. In our minds, he was saying goodbye and thanking us for letting him go. Dr. Wynn. I'm glad we have two vets who love these animals so much, and I'm thankful that he is no longer suffering. I think we try to extend their lives too long, as I wouldn't want to be hobbling about with such advanced arthritis as most of these cats experience. I guess I can only take comfort in the fact that they sleep most of their latter years away. If you enjoyed these video blogs of my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you.